Hello and welcome to this two-week episode, is it? Two yeah, we're now doing them every two weeks because yeah. we've realised we're both incredibly busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bit, bit of excitement got the better of us. Uh, and welcome to the Just In podcast with me, Tom, and my mate Chris. It gives us a bit more time as well to, you know, we can look sort of two weeks ahead rather than one. That's it, yeah. It, yeah. It's a lot more easier. <laughs> because, you know, one of the games we're talking about today, Dirt Rally 2.0, is out in um, eight days. So, you know, oh, yeah, eight uh, days, means we can cover that. Eight, yeah, 26th of February. That's coming up. We've got Fighting With My Family, uh, the film that's coming out on... Um, I don't even think it's got a date on it. No. When is it out? <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll Google that one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that on the go. <laughs> um, what they had that's also being released um, very soon, I believe, uh, in February at some point. Um, oh, ah, there we go. Um, Releasing October 19th, 2018. Oh, yeah, it's already been released. Okay. Unless they're that doing a re- unless they're doing a re-release, let's not talk about that yeah. one. <laughs> we're, we're well prepared. <laughs> um, uh, story on BBC News about Snapchat helping uh, save a mum and daughter from a car crash, and then we've got two uh, sports stories. One that's very close to uh, the heart of Tom, yes. uh, because Man United legend is making an early impact at Oldham. Um, so we'll come on to that, and then. Um, Iska Apollo FC are an Exeter-based LGBT team that dreams of playing in the mainstream league, so we'll chat about that at the end. But first, let's start with Dirt Rally 2.0. Yeah. It's so, been four years yeah. since the first Dirt Rally was released. But it's, it stood the test of time really well. I mean, I've, I've got it for my PC, and I've, I really enjoy it still. Um, graphic quality is amazing it still. You know, it's, yeah. it's not something that's shown its age. Um, but I remember playing similar games like that on like PS2. Yeah, you know similar games to it, and I I always just enjoy it. It's one of those games that you know you don't really have to think about. You just drive. That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when you get in the zone and you've got your co-pilot, your co-pilot, your co-driver telling you the directions, and and you get in the zone, you think right, this is it. You are, you are the man. You know what I mean? You are the guy who's driving. And for me, I really find it engrossing. Um, not only is it Obviously, the real cars as well, and cars that are in the proper, um, I've forgotten the proper thing is, um, like uh, Valley Championships. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just amazing. It's different to um, many of the other racing games as well. You know, you look at Forza Horizon. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're driving around a city doing challenges. Yeah. Um, Dirt Rally is very different to that. Um, it's, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I mean, I, I like. Forza Horizon, again, I've got those games myself. But it's... Rally games at the minute, or racing games, are very open world. I don't think open world works with with rally, with racing Rally games. racing, yeah. yeah it, just, it just doesn't work. I mean, I like games where I can... Like with Forza, the original Forza, you could set up your car for a track for mm. a certain race, or like a full, like, hour, real-time, hour-long race. Yeah. Um, and it's like a science behind it. I like that problem-solving. And it's kind of the same with Dirt Rally, where you can get your car set up and you've got a race to do, and I like that. But like Forza Horizon 2, for example, you've got to drive 10 minutes real-time to a race that lasts five minutes, and it just seems you spend more time travelling to things rather than actually completing the game. I mean, there is a fast travel option on it. 
yeah, but they're not good. You know, <laughs> <laughs> there is that, that's true. But it's like, then you kind of have what you're at loading screen. Yeah. And I'd rather be driving there to... You're, you're sat saying? looking at a loading screen for ages. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like how you get out of the game. Um, but I mean, I like like you, I've, I love my rally games. Like, I've loved them since, you know, PlayStation 1 with the uh, Colin McRae series. Yeah, well, it's the 13th in the Colin McRae rally series. Yeah. Um, so it could be a lucky 13. Or it might so. be a flop. I hope not, but yeah. <laughs> there is some good footage as well. I like the footage on, on YouTube. People have got like a full setup rigs who play Dirt Rally. Yeah. But like people have got like a full simulator. Like I've got a mate who's got like the whole setup with the gear stick and pedals and steering wheel. That's amazing itself. But they've actually got like a, it's like on a pivot. So you're actually getting the force feedback and it's throwing you about and. And you can get things that I think is incredible. So they've said that um, it's going to uh, feature stages in Argentina, Australia, New Zealand, Poland, Spain and the United States. Um, and that uh, Codemasters have also announced plans to expand the game through the release of downloadable content. Mm. Uh, interesting to see what the downloadable content will be, whether it's um, more racing tracks or cars or yeah. a mixture of both, probably that. Um, but it lets players choose between a total of 50 cars, including World Rallycross supercars and eight circuits from the FIA World Rallycross Championship. Every car can have its setup adjusted before a race. Wicked. Um, so they've not changed that element of no. it. Um, you know, often games go, oh, you know, we want to take that element out, and it's the best element of the game that's it yeah like and that really annoys me yeah, yeah when when games do that they're like oh in the next one we'll just take this element out because you know nobody really liked it and it's like no everybody likes yeah it. yeah <laughs> <laughs> why are you taking it out <laughs> <laughs> yeah crazy <laughs> um, there's uh it features a new weather modeling system as well all right um, where changes in the weather will affect the relative level of grip and requires players to take a more nuanced approach to driving. See, that's, I think that's brilliant. I love that. I love it because it's it's very it's realistic, and that's what I love about the new rally games coming out. They're so realistic to the point of like even when you set your car up to tire pressures, tire pressures in a video game something so minuscule as that. Just mm. it, it's incredible and. Being from a background of stock car racing as, as a mechanic in my, in my earlier years, it's just you've got to think ahead of like how the weather conditions can change. And just to apply that to a video game, you know, I, I love my mechanics anyway, but just to apply it to a video game, it's like everything, everything's been thought of. It's like a, a well-rounded package. Um, it just it, it feels quality-wise as well that no, sto no stone's been left unturned. Yeah. Like they've had a proper thought, like what can affect this, that, the other. And and it even says here the weather will affect visibility in stages. The surface of stages is also subject to degradation. Yeah. As more cars pass over a stage, more than 100 layers ensure that the road surface will start to shift and break up, affecting grip levels. Um, therefore, gameplay demands maximum concentration, especially as some tracks take more than 10 minutes to complete. There is no rewind function, and damages not only have a visual, but also a mechanical effect. Love it. And that's the thing with Forza that I find a little bit annoying as well. It's the yeah. fact that, you know, if you crash, you can just re go yeah, back yeah. a little bit in the race so that, you know, you're not losing. It, it makes it far too easy. That's it, and yeah. I mean, 
as a game player, you can choose whether you take that option. But when it's there, you kind of go, "Oh well, I'll, I'll just That's use it, it yeah. anyway." Yeah. Like, if it, but if they take that, if they take that choice away, and it, it makes you consider more and That's go. It. Actually, I need to, you know, I know that I can't replay this, so I need to do the best that I can. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of loses its, like, again, with, with Forza, it kind of loses its its pace. Like, obviously, with the rally, you've got to be thinking of, every, like, every, like, two turns ahead. So your car's in the right position, you're at the right acceleration, the right speed. And with Forza, you can just smash into an opponent's car, then it'll come up, say, and press Y to rewind or every button you yeah. you're playing. And you rewind and you go again. It just it breaks up that concentration. You think you don't think of how your actions will affect the overall gameplay. Yeah. And I think that's a mechanic that needs to come out personally. Um, but Dirt Rally seems obviously it it hasn't got that. And like a a bump early on in the stage could mean ten minutes down the line you come in last. Yeah. And I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, they're taking inspiration from Dirt Four. Um, because the My Team mode that was introduced in that will be expanded upon, requiring players to hire specialist engineers to maintain the car. Awesome. Um, so I presume as you go along and you win races, you'll get credits that can help you yeah. um, hire these mechanics as such. Um, and damage sustained during a rally will carry over from event to event. Awesome. So it doesn't even rejig your car for each race. Yeah, yeah. If you crash it and you don't get it fixed... You don't race, yeah, yeah. So you know that's the. It sounds like it's going to be fantastic. I'm looking forward to playing yeah. it uh, when it comes out on the 26th of February, which is eight, days, eight uh, days from the day that we're recording this podcast. The 26th of February. Looking forward to that one. Let's move on bit. now um, to th- films. We've got t- uh, two, one film to talk about now because we decided. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other one, the other one has passed. But yeah, it said um, when I was doing my research that it was being released at some point in February. Yeah. So hey ho, uh, <laughs> that's that. Uh, fighting with my family. Uh, you, we were chatting about this a little bit before. You don't really get it. No, I don't. It, I, it, yeah, it's, it's. I'm in the kind of place like when I first watched American Horror Story, Renoki, Renoki, whatever it's called. Yeah. Where it's like a film and a film and a film and a TV show. You know what I mean? Kind of so many layers to it. And this is like, well, I'll read the, what we've got here. Is that it's a 2019 biographical sports comedy drama film based on the 2012 documentary The Wrestlers Fighting With My Family, um, depicting a WWE career of professional wrestler Paige. Now, I can't figure out if it's a film that carries on from it or is, well, it's based on it, obviously, as it says. But is it a film about a TV show or is it is a biography it, of Paige yeah. and that yeah is, I, I don't get it <laughs> I mean I'm sure if you watch it you'll find out yeah um, I mean it says based on a true story on the title so whether yeah. you know um, they just they're just taking elements of the documentary and make its own kind of own plot and storyline yeah. yeah and using that as a thing um, but it says uh, it's a comedy about a family that fights a little differently Um some great people in it though. Directed yeah. by Stephen Merchant. I don't think I've seen anything directed by Stephen Merchant. No, these. I don't think he's actually done many directing no. films. He's done a lot of obviously TV, TV stuff, stuff with Ricky yeah. Gervais. Um, but yeah, this would be interesting. I mean, I I have not never liked anything. Does that make sense? Um, <laughs> I've never not liked anything Stephen Merchant has done. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Brilliant. 
and I always find him hilariously funny, but um, film, the film industry is a different kettle of fish. It is, yeah. Altogether. And so um, it, whether it'll work, whether it won't, I don't know. But to get the likes of Dwayne Johnson and Vince Vaughn in this is just, you know, it for Stephen Merchant, you know, it's probably great because yeah, yeah. you know as far as i'm aware this is the first film that he's directed yeah, unless yeah. you know unless um there's some that i don't know about but it's it's even got nick frost in it yeah <laughs> but what it's good to see vince vaughn back as well because i can't think of anything vince vaughn's been in for a while recently yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what maybe he's just you know taking a break yeah yeah it, when you've got the money well that's it yeah exactly <laughs> you can, yeah, yeah you can just go no i just want a bit of family time for a while but um, so it follows the journey of professional wrestler Saraya Page Bevis uh, from growing up in a household of professional wrestlers to winning the WWE Divas Championship in 2014. It features the conflict between Saraya and her brother Zack as the two both compete in tryouts for WWE. However, only Saraya is signed. Um, yeah, so who Dwayne, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is playing himself in this. He's not playing a character. He is playing himself. Oh, he's playing himself? Yeah. Ah, right, okay. Um, yeah, I've just noticed that. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson as himself, yeah. So it sounds like maybe he might be a coach or something ah, for yeah. them, you know, or um, was he Was he wrestling at the same time uh, that Soraya was? I think so, because he did, he did come back for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think he might have. So I think maybe he was wrestling at the same time. It's how was. he's influenced her, and you know, I Possibly, don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's playing himself, uh, which is always an easy part to play. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't go wrong, really, can you? Yeah. When you when you're playing yourself, you know, you've not really um, got to get much done. And I, I mean, most of the films I see Dwayne the Rock Johnson in is like that's just him yeah yeah like even though a lot of the time he is playing a character i'm just like but he's not really playing a character yeah yeah that doesn't take away from his acting though i think he's fantastic yeah uh, but he mainly just plays himself um whether it be you know um in uh, moana where he's a bit more upbeat and happy or whether it's a serious role it's just him in those two those kind of different moods yeah that's it yeah um Vince Vaughn as well, um, fantastic actor. Yeah. Um, again, uh, I think uh, the the names are there, and it will be interesting to see whether it works or not as a film. Uh, they've also got Big Show in it. Ah, oh, Big Show. Uh, yeah. Who's also playing himself? I'll tell you what. I actually <laughs> Is that watched... him playing himself or playing Big Show? I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I I watched a film recently, and it's probably out well out of season. I watched Jingle All the Way again. Mm. I didn't know the Big Show was in that. Is it? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. So spoiler. Who does he play in it? Um, the bit when he goes to the way he picks up the Turbo Man doll, like from the <clears> dodgy <throat> Santas. Um, the big, the, well, the Big Show. He's had a really tall one. He says, um, "I'm a deck your halls, Bob." It's oh. got the whole, um, oh, what they call. I think I know what you mean. Uh, next time I watch that, yeah. I'll look out for yeah, it. Yeah, you can't well. miss it. Um, but um, it, it was said that um, 
Jack Loden was playing Zoraida's brother Jack. Jack Loden isn't someone I'm familiar with. No, nope, um, I don't know. So, so whether it's a new, you know, his first acting role and they've kind of, for the two main protagonists, gone for unknown actors because um, I've not really heard of Florence Pugh either, who's playing Soraya um, or Saria. I'm not entirely sure how you say that. Um, Johnson announced that Vince Vaughn had been cast and that filming would commence on the 15th of February. Um uh, in ring scenes were f- uh, in ring scenes were filmed after WWE Raw on the twentieth of February, um, so they actually went in the WWE Raw ring to film some of the scenes. Oh, that right. must be incredible. Yeah, yeah. For some of that cast, like obviously for Dwayne, uh, he's been in it before. Well, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's just like going back home for him. But yeah. for you know Jack Loden and uh, Florence Pugh, it's like wow, this is such a big, yeah, a yeah. big thing. Um, it's, it took uh, some of the filming took place in Norwich. Yeah, there was a, a thing. He was um, I don't know if it was the same time, but he popped into a gym. Yeah. While filming, and it was it was all over Facebook, I think it was, where he just popped into a gym, obviously to, to work did out. Did Snapchat and did yeah, Snapchat, and then people were like, um, oh, he's well, did what, this what's in the rock. Dwayne doing in <laughs> in Norwich? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he goes to some glamorous places during yeah. his filming, I'm sure, but Norwich is, you know, tops the lot. Yeah, yeah, different. <laughs> <laughs> um, nothing, uh, you know, I'm not hopefully offending anyone from Norwich there. <laughs> <laughs> so it premiered at the 2019 Sundance Film Festival on the 28th of January 2019. It's already been released in the States um, on Valentine's Day. Um, and it's in select theatres uh, on 22nd of February 2019 in wide release and on the 27th of February 2019 in the UK. This is what bugs me. Why do America get everything first? It was filmed in the UK. <laughs> it was filmed in I Norwich. Could, I could tell this is a, uh, a sore point for you. Yeah, like it was filmed <laughs> in Norwich. We should get it first. <laughs> because then yeah. stuff gets released on online and stuff yeah. and you know, and it kind of ruins it. Yes, yeah, it yeah. Uh, why does it always get released in America first? Yeah. I mean so, so I mean I know a lot really of good. them are produced there and things, yeah, but yeah. you know, when it's filmed in Norwich, you bloody want it here first, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, see. <laughs> <laughs> but like some some studios do that, like uh, Marvel Studios. I mean they've because of the whole style of film it is and how story driven it is. Mm. How many twists and turns there are? It you kind of need that simulcast kind of thing, if that makes sense. That yeah. released at the same time. Um, but I mean, like I don't, I don't know what you what you're saying. I mean, I, in my in my view, I think all films should be released at the same time, no matter what. Because like you said, I you could probably, in fact, you could probably even get this as a dodgy copy, or mm. you know, not to promote piracy because I'm against it, but it, it could possibly be pirated yeah. already, and then that's a that's a big chunk of revenue that the film industry and when it's out on. you know almost two weeks after its release in the US because um, obviously released there on the 14th on Valentine's Day not here till the 27th it's yeah. kind of like people aren't going to wait yeah, for it to so come out at the cinemas here they're going to find it somewhere because yeah, yeah. there are so many places online where you can and yeah, like you yeah. say we're not we, we don't want to promote that but it kind of, you know, you would think that they would go, let's release them at the same time yeah, everywhere so that 
everyone's seeing it at the same time. There's no spoilers, you know, because a lot of people, you know, gamers and stuff have friends in America as well or whatever, yeah. and they might go, oh, yeah, I've just seen this film and blah, 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 and give out the spoilers. That's it, And it's yeah. like, Yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. I've, I've been victim of that myself in, in various party chats. Yeah. So. And it, so it does frustrate me sometimes. Yeah. And like I say, especially when the majority of it has been filmed in the UK... Um, anyway, let's, let's move on. Tangent. Um, we've mentioned Snapchat already. Um, Snapchat oh, yeah. has helped save a mum and daughter from a car crash. Now, I didn't know of this uh, until Chris like just gave me a quick rundown before we well, started the show. But I don't really use Snapchat that much. Same. But I know that they have like a maps feature where you can see where the person last was when they last used Snapchat. Yeah. Um, but so there was a mum and a daughter who were rescued from a car crash after a 15 year old tracked them down on Snapchat maps. Um, shows that these things can be used for good. Yeah. Uh, Gemma and Martha Fairweather were driving home when their car skidded off a Suffolk road deep into a ditch. They'd been on a day out in Lowestoft or Lower Lowestoft? Lowestoft. Lowestoft. Uh, with Gemma's boyfriend Graham and his son Sam. Uh, we were teetering on the edge on our side, Gemma told Radio 1 Newsbeat. We could see and hear water to the left through the window. It had come off the road on a blind corner. She'd braked when she was dazzled by the lights of an oncoming car on Sunday night. Um, she said she'd taken a nice quiet road home so that she could drive at a low speed she was she felt comfortable with, which, you know, is fair enough. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it meant neither the emergency services or her partner could find them despite Gemma trying to give details of their location from her sat-nav. Um, so even a sat-nav, you know, yeah, couldn't, yeah. couldn't help people find her. The emergency services seemed to be on uh, other roads and couldn't find us. It was either that or they were driving past. Uh, we were so down into the ditch uh, that nobody could see us. Uh, but while Gemma was on the phone to the emergency services, she was also messaging Sam, who was the son of her boyfriend, um, um, she was messaging Sam, um, who was looking for them with his dad. Uh, Sam was texting me saying, we can't find you. And then he had a really bright idea of going on to Snapchat. He said, go on to Snapchat. I'll be able to find you on Snapchat maps. Such a clever, clever idea. I mean, I know it's not, that's not his main intention, yeah. but just such a clever idea that... Well, it has saved lives. And then, yeah, uh, the ambulance service then contacted Graham and Sam, who were able to direct them to Gemma and Martha using Snapchat's location function. Function, And just as they turned up, the fire brigade turned up as well uh, because they were the highest vehicle who could see us in the ditch and see our hazards. Uh, everybody turned up at once thanks to Sam and his quick thinking with Snapchat. Awesome. Um, and Sam's currently on a school trip to Belgium. <laughs> cool. So you know, <laughs> a deserved uh, holiday. Yeah, um, but no, it just goes to show people. A lot of people have um, negative connotations and yeah. ideas of social media, Snapchat, Instagram, um, and you know, uh, only focus a lot of the time on the bad elements of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, because that's what they want to look at, you know. Yeah. Whereas, you know, they don't look at the good elements like things like that with Snapchat. That's it, yeah. And whoever because it's only, I think, four, five months, six months you've been able to have locations on Snapchat. Like I say, I don't use oh, it right. that much. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you can set it up so that, you know, people can see where you are or where you yeah, last were yeah. when you took a picture or um, whatever. Or you can see people around you. Um, 
So it's quite a, a good feature in that sense. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a, a good example there of how it can uh, be used for good yeah. now. And it's amazing as well going to the, snap, the Snapchat, to the sat-nav thing. Um, I mean, I've, I've said this for for years, is that there should be a function on a sat-nav to give you a a grid reference. Yeah, or um, where you can just press a button on it and it tells the emergency services exactly, where you yeah. are. Yeah, or, you know, I've crashed, this is where I am kind exactly. of thing. Yeah, and I think even if that function's not available in the car, you get it like a third-party device, say, a sat-nav, you could press a button, like an emergency mm. button, and gives you a grid reference to like the ordnance survey yeah. or stuff like that. Because um, phones aren't always reliable. If you, you, know, it, if, yeah. if you get stuck in a ditch and you might not have you know, mobile data access to a signal yeah, yeah. to call somebody or to go onto Snapchat because you yeah, need yeah. the internet to open that. Um, so sometimes, you know, the sat-nav that you have in your car, it would be handy to have a feature yeah. like that. And I don't know why people haven't clocked onto it, but I may copyright that idea just in That's case it, yeah. they do in future. <laughs> copyrighted right now, right here. <laughs> um, let's move on to sport. Yep. Um, lots of managers... Uh, well, lots of ex-legendary footballers taking on uh, managerial yeah. jobs at lowly clubs, yeah. uh, which is really interesting. Um, of course, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer's kind of been thrown in at the deep end yeah. at Manchester United, doing well. Yeah, um, very well. Had a bit of a shaky game last week, midweek, against PSG. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, you know, Frank Lampard is at Derby. Yeah. Um, Steven Gerrard's first managerial job is at Rangers. So oh, he's course, really, yeah. you know, kind of gone, if I make it at Rangers, I can do it anywhere kind yeah, of yeah. thing. Uh, but recently we've seen an influx of um, legendary players going into lower league sides. So Paul Scholes, for instance, who's uh, just turned up at Oldham. Yeah. So Campbell just before Christmas got appointed as the manager of Macclesfield yeah. who were bot- who were rock bottom of league 2 yeah. and just keep climbing now. Yeah, He's yeah. doing in- extremely well with Macclesfield. Yeah. Um but you kind of go should they not be, you know, championship level managers? Yeah. That's that's the thing I think not not that it's a cop out. I want to take I want to put that on a, on anyone's career choice. But I think if 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 I was to go into a managerial role, if I was in the sports, I would go purposely go down to a lower league. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I'd probably go with League Two because you're in the limelight still. Yeah. Hence why Paul Scholes is obviously because of the name as well. I think it's easier as well to go into a lower league side because yeah. there's less expectation of you, um, and sometimes all the money that comes with the Championship and Premier League clubs. You know, you you want to build a team on merit, not yeah. And you can do that at League Two and League One, and prove that you can do that, and prove your worth as That's a manager. It. Whereas, you look at um, the big clubs in the Premier League, just buying the title. That's it. Know, yeah, exactly. Uh, buying their safety in the league, and yeah. it's uh, because they have the money to do so, um, or throwing money away on players. You know that haven't necessarily been fantastic. You know, spending eighty odd million on on a player um, like Lukaku, yeah, um, who hasn't been fantastic this season, and yeah, yeah. since Solskjaer's come in, hasn't really played that much. Yeah. Um, so you know, um, we say the same for like uh, Angel Di Maria mm, last year. Yeah. As soon as he's left Man United, he's now at PSG. 
um, who's in the press uh, the other day saying how happy he is at PSG because he can express himself as a player mm. and he has that freedom and he has having a really good season with PSG um, yeah it's, I think it's that, that freedom and I think with the whole I think the best managers and I've, again I've said this for years the best managers in football are those who have played football yeah and start. They st- I think it's good that they're starting at the bottom and working their way yeah. up and they've not just gone but I'm an ex-Premier League legend I should be managing a championship or a Premier League That's side. It, yeah. You know, they've gone, I'm willing to step down a couple of leagues to prove my worth, prove that I'm a good manager, and who knows where my career will take me from there. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, it's it's good as well because it is, it's seeing teams like Oldham, for example. I mean, like we mentioned at the start, I've got a soft spot for, I support Rochdale. And naturally, the Oldham is being five miles away from our football grounds, our <laughs> local derby, um, and us sending them down last season. Um but it's good. To, it's good to see him making a bounce back because uh, Paul Scholes is a local lad anyway to Manchester, and Oldham is well, Rochdale's about 19 miles away mm. from Manchester. Um, so it's, I think it's fantastic. He's staying close to his roots because um, it also shows his passion. He wants to progress a team in the lower leagues he's, in the Lancashire area. He's also part owner of Salford City. He is, yeah. Um, so. Um, obviously, if Oldham don't get promoted from League Two and Salford go up to League Two, yeah. a bit of a clash of interest there That's next it, season. Because yeah. um, yeah. obviously, he'll want Salford to do well, but he'll also want Oldham to do well. That's it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how uh, that one works. But I just think it, uh, you know, as I say, I think it's great that um, ex footballers are getting the chance. Um, it can ruin some. Careers though, can, you, know, yeah. you look at Roy Keane. He came yeah. out of, you know, he came out of um, retired from football, went into managerial stuff, had a rubbish time at Sunderland, yeah. and that kind of everyone was like, oh, he's not really cut out for managing. He does a lot of punditry now, and yeah. uh, he's assistant manager of Northern Ireland. That's it, yeah, yeah. Or, or Republic of Ireland. Which one? Republic of Ireland. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's good as someone's right-hand man but I think he even has worked out now that he's not ready just yeah. yet to be a manager a standalone manager yeah and some people realize that and I hope it works out for Sol um and, yeah, and Paul um but then you know y- you look at the Cowleys for instance yeah no experience in football yeah you know they were uh, sports scientists, yeah, uh, that's, they were secondary that's, school teachers, yeah, well secondary before, school yeah. teachers uh, that taught sports science, yeah, um, and picked up somehow, uh, spotted by Braintree, mm-hmm. managed at Braintree for a bit, and then Lincoln City went, yeah, well, have you, yeah, um, and they've just been fantastic. So sometimes whether football is in your pedigree, it can be helpful, but sometimes yeah. it can hinder. Yeah. You know, whereas the Cowleys, they've they've come from a different background with a different outlook yeah, on yeah. football and sport and nutrition and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think I recall um, Nathan Arnold last year um, saying that he was the fittest he'd been under yeah. the Cowleys because they they're big on nutrition because of their sports science backgrounds. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, it, as I say, it can help and hinder, but. Um, Paul Scholes is making an early impact at Oldham. Yeah. Um, just yeah. like Sol Campbell did at Macclesfield. Um, so, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, obviously, he didn't 
arrive at Oldham in time to make any signings in the January window. Yeah. But when he does get a chance to make the team his own, yeah. if he gets the chance, because, you know, he might get sacked before the end of the season. Possibly, yeah. It's the way the game's going at the minute. Yeah. Um, you know, if they don't have a quick turnaround, um, he could be sacked. But um, I think he'll do well and people will absolutely respect him. Yeah, that's it. I think that's a, a big thing with the, the players as well. Because I think most of those players, obviously been a football fanatic myself and as, as yourself as well, is that Paul Scholes is not only a person, he's a brand. Mm. And you think of the classic uh, Man United um, teams and the classic England squads. Yeah. Um, you know, Paul Scholes in itself is a brand, like David Beckham. And I think that tier of respect comes because people, the people in the team have watched and grown up watching Paul Scholes. And I think that, that alone is like a subconscious kind of like, oh, here we go, this is, this is our time. Yeah. Um, I know it would for me. Well, who knows? Um, Paul Scholes, if things go well at Oldham, uh, Man United are looking for a permanent manager. Yeah, true. <laughs> Solskjaer might get the job if he does well. I don't think he will. I'd like him to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they might go for a Scholes. Obviously, Rowan Giggs is at Wales. He's taken a huge yeah, job yeah. there, you know, straight to international yeah. level after a few games as interim manager when Louis van Gaal... Was it Louis van Gaal? Yeah, when Louis van Gaal left yeah. before uh, Mourinho came in. Um, keeping on the subject of football, there is an Exeter-based LGBT team that dreams of playing in the mainstream league. Um, so on a chilly Wednesday evening, Iska Apollo FC are training under the floodlights on an all-weather surface in Exeter. Um, it is a sight seen up and down the country, but these players who are preparing for their first match feel their sexuality means they're not welcome in other football teams. Sad to hear. Yeah, I think that's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. I think to be persecuted for your own um, for your own beliefs, your own race, your own creed, or who you identify as, um, you know, it's. I think it's absolutely disgusting. I mean, why, why should they have to make their own team just to feel accepted in a sport? Yeah. The magic about sport is that everyone can be involved. Um, I think I think it's disgusting. I think it's disgusting that they've had they felt the need like they've had to make their own team um, just to feel like they're accepted. Uh, I, I think that's wrong. I think it's absolutely fantastic they're doing it. They're they're giving the metaphorical two fingers up to start and going look weird. You know, yeah. Gay people can play football, and it's I I, I think that's absolutely amazing and fair play to them for for going all out I mean I know people the sports people in the past you know like ex-football players or football players have come out openly as as as, uh, as gay they've um, but they've not done that till they've retired because exactly, I think yeah, you know yeah. it's because there's this stigma around it but yeah. there are NBA players yeah. that, are, that are openly gay yeah, exactly, um, yeah. yeah I was reading about one this morning I can't remember his name um, but you know he came out as openly gay in like 2015 yeah um the rugby player, I can't remember I his, can't name. his name, Welsh rugby player. Yeah, that's what um, I was thinking of. He came out as gay. Why is it just football? Yeah. It seems like it's just football where it's not accepted. And there was the great story earlier this week. Uh, there was a great um, article earlier this week about Joe Root, who had a comment made to him by New Zealand. Yeah. Um, uh, a new, I think it was a New Zealand player called oh, him gay. Yeah. And he said, what's wrong with being gay? Yeah, yeah. And that was great to hear yeah you know fantastic um, so yeah um i really hope that they do get a mainstream league yeah same 
I, I honestly really hope we do as well. That's yeah. it. Yeah. It's slightly shorter this week, but um, back in a couple of weeks and hopefully we'll have lots more. Yeah. Thank Sheesh. you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. And, uh, and enjoy playing Dirt Rally. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to isolate myself and just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how many hours I'm going to sink into that game, but I know it's going to be too many. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Thank and you. Back in a couple of weeks. See you